What up? You're about to have a ton of fun listening to Tights and Fights. Once you're done, put us over by going to iTunes and giving us a five-star review. Thank you, babies. Tights and Fights Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. There's a guy named Al and there's Danielle and there's guy Mikey. Tights and fights. Five dollars if you know who that is. I don't. I don't know. I never know anymore. Anybody? You want to guess? I got nothing. I just like yeah. seeing your face. Do yeah, their face do Folks, that was was very funny. That was the RTC, aka right. Oh, the right. I miss him. What a great angle that was. That I, think, was I think about them angle, sometimes, especially then, like as a way to comment on how. Those ladies got mad about yeah, Ed. The Parental Television Commission. Yeah, the parent, yeah. Parent, parent Television Council. Yeah. I mean, it's it was pretty. My thing is, there was plenty of other stuff they could have gotten legitimately yes. upset at. Yes. And they picked the one thing that was like, oh, but that's the dumbest thing for you to get upset about. And then about. the WWE did the pettiest angle they could come up with and it was fucking great oh, they should be petty great. like that more often mm-hmm. i love when, when val venus turned and was oh part yeah. of right the sensor. that was, it was dope it was huge the godfather became the good father yep yeah. ivory yeah was the women's champion yeah and she had a very yep. long skirt on yeah like a school marm yep yeah. and they all came in like business clothes uh, and like buttoned mm-hmm. up oh right to sensor was a great angle it was, it was a great, great angle. i might watch that i might go do it let's pull it up now you're right. Come on, let's go. It's Thanks for listening, what everybody. We're going to talk about this week. Right. What are we going to talk about yeah. this week? Because everything was terrible. Well, we'll get to it. But okay. first, let me go through. Let me jerk the curtain on this. All right, my bad. <laughs> right. Welcome to Tights and Fights. My bad. The show that, that was on me. Whoa. <laughs> Who's here? Is that? Is that Miss? Is that our truth? Is that the oh, Black Scorpion? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> yes, dang it is. <laughs> <laughs> Tap out, oh damn it. Tap out, oh. Tap out. <laughs> Guys, I learned what thought is. <laughs> Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm Hal Lublin, and if you're ready for Tights and Fights, give me a hell yeah. Hell yeah. What? Yeah. I'm joined by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation, the dudette love, Danielle Radford. Oh, not this week. <laughs> Hello. Right on time. Right on time. Woof. <laughs> and the first big thing, Mike Eagle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll accept that. Sorry, did you not have a personal tragedy this week <laughs> that we can maybe make your name? Oh, I'm sure I can come up with one. <laughs> Coming up on this week's show, the hometown curse continues. A Slade Kingslayer. The bank is open for everyone and much more. But first, four minutes? All right, but first... <laughs> New Japan Pro Wrestling has officially kicked off the Best of Super Juniors tournament. I know that Benoit has won this. Who knows? Super J Cup. Well, see, that's, that, that's a mistake I made earlier, too. <laughs> Apparently, the Best of Super Juniors and the Super J Cup are two different things. Yep. Okay. So I was looking well, at the same list you were looking at earlier. So. I'll just fuck right off. But for those who don't know, <laughs> what is this tournament and why does it matter? Isn't it like like the prime cruiserweight thing okay. for like all the best cruiserweights yeah, like around the, the world? It's like the cruiserweight classic, but it's actually classic. And they're right. actually 
cruiserweights. Yes. <laughs> For those yeah. of you who are WWE folks, Jushin Thunder Liger. Yeah. Go look up that takeover where he fights Tyler Breeze. That dude is like 90 years old and still kind of killing it. I saw him at PWG last year, man. He was doing all the great shit still. He was flipping all over everything with all the young guys. It was yeah, great. He's yeah, he's fantastic. And, and I say 90, but legit. Yeah, uh, I definitely remember watching him like Yeah, no, first he Nitro. was born in 1964 and he's still like. So he's 53 years old. Doing wow. it. When I've heard of him. I am admittedly way ignorant about most independent wrestling and a lot of international wrestling, which is my bad. It's not anything on it. I get that. But I know who Jushin Thunder Yeah, so Thunder he's Rogers. won it like a bunch of times. But Benoit has won that, hasn't he? That's Pegasus as, Kid. As, yes, Pegasus Kid wearing a I'm mask. I'm sorry. I don't know right? who you're talking about. I've never. Uh, what's a movie? Oh, that's right. I just hear static every time you say that name. So really? Sure. Oh, do you hear? <laughs> <laughs> this says... What does it, it say? It says on here, have you guys enjoyed the matches so far? Which would imply that one of us has seen one of the matches. Danielle, have you seen any of these matches? No, I got dumped. Oh, I'm sorry. Mike, have you <laughs> seen which, any which of these matches? Which matches are we, we Raw or some shit? What? What are we talking about? Fair enough. Julian, how many yeah. of the matches have you seen? I watched uh, Ospre- I watched Osprey qualify going to the finals for the second year in a row. Last guy to do that was uh, was uh, Finn. Get not- Osprey's pretty dope. I'll have to go look that. Yeah, I've, I've been half asleep trying to watch all the American wrestling this week, let alone attempt to watch anything yes. else. So. No, but this so, is a good, if you're if you're gonna watch, like this is one of those ones where it's like watch this, watch Wrestle Kingdom. Like these are worth your time. I've just been like hella busy and sometimes crying. So like I didn't have a chance to get I was crying yes. too and my week wasn't even as bad as yours. But um yeah, me neither. Why did you cry this week? Because I cry every week. Good. Let it yeah. out. It, yeah, sensitive. Man. Good She's for you. healthy. I got, I got a cry. therapist too. Yeah, that's right. Damn it. Get it out. Good for you. Let's do it. I just started. Let's commiserate. do it and I love it. No, it's uh, great. I got to get one of those. No, you do. <laughs> Two things. Watch wrestling. Get therapy. Right. That's our first shirt. Oh my God. If I could watch wrestling with my therapist, that'd be the best session ever. I feel like it would explain so much yes. yeah, about probably. all of us. If we could just be like, here's this thing I like. Why do you like watching people fake hurt each other? I don't know, Deborah. It's still real to me. <laughs> I will say, anytime I watch Japanese wrestling, I enjoy it. I don't enjoy it every time. When people say that this match is great, they're usually right. Yes. Yeah. But sometimes I'll venture off on my own and I'll be like, nope. Going back to stuff I understand. Well, I've seen it twice, to be fair. <laughs> I enjoyed it both times. I am gonna, I'm going to watch two for and, two. and mm-hmm. catch up with the rest of it. And maybe I'll tweet about it, you guys, if I have some time for tweeting. All right. <laughs> let's let's move over to Raw, where we had a true bona fide one-on-one main event between Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. That's you didn't I like it? I thought it was a pretty good match. I, I, it was a good match. I'm not fronting on the match. You know, what, you know what I don't like. The finish. And not even just Roman going over. Mm-hmm. Roman took something, and then he took a frog splash, Mm -hmm. and he kicked out of both of those things that looked devastating, and then he got kicked in the face, and that was he was all right too, Mm. and then he speared Seth one time, and that's it. One time. One time. Yeah. (laughs) I think going over is one thing. I think the Superman booking shit. I don't understand why they feel the need to do that. Like you don't, you don't have to. They have a competitive match. You know, let Seth kick out a, let him kick out a one spear. If right. Roman's going to kick out of three moves, like, let Seth kick out of something. But especially since Seth has been so important to the company right. over the last year. Let's and keep him looking strong while he his, puts. But none of the moves he delivered were his finish. 
Right. So but, Roman didn't kick out of his finish, but he kicked out of. De- I, I get it. I get it. I get it. Wrong. But that's move. his character. He's the guy. I, that's only their character because that's what they've decided for him. And I think that is a character trait doesn't really work. But it's not like he finishes and then he's like, "I'm gonna skip backstage." Like he's hurt, but he's I, tough. I'm not saying that it was hard completely wrong, because. I had a feeling Roman was going over because Seth kept saying how he owned him. And Seth had all these wins over him, so I figured it was time for him to get his win back. Right. I just think, man, there's a way you can do this where Seth does not look so weak at the end. The spear, too, the spear is not, like, special. <laughs> you know, like, I know it's his finish, but it's not special. That was what that's, it was. That's just... That is my beef with it, because it was a good match. Well, yeah. When you compare that to the triple threat match earlier between... Um, Finn Balor and Samoa Joe and Bray Wyatt. Danielle, do you think that that did a good job collectively? First of all, what did you think of the triple threat? And second half of that, do you think that those two matches effectively made you more interested in this Sunday's pay-per-view? They did. I, I do totally understand like your problems with Seth looking weaker. I also am not a big fan of that. I think that this is one of those instances where you could have him lose and have him lose clean and have him lose decisively and still not make it look mm, squash-ish. Mm-hmm. Squash, uh, squash, squash-like. Squashy. Squash, squ- yeah. Squashy. You know, squash adjacent. Squishy. So I feel like you can do that without that. Um but yeah, between that and the triple threat, I am looking more forward to Extreme Rules than I was previously. Okay. Again, still, you know, two dudes. But uh, since I, I, I think I just have to give the two dudes that, like, that's just a dream. I dreamed a dream a time gone by. And mm. I think that that dream is just, when there were two dudes in these matches. <laughs> but that's not happening anymore. So it's fine. No, yeah, they're kind of crowding the main event scene. I will say I really like the spot of Samoa Joe holding Finn in place for Bray Wyatt early in the match. Yeah. Because generally those spots don't work out, but it just made Joe look like the smartest predator on the roster. And that's exactly what he needs to look like. Absolutely. And that's part of the reason why I was feeling better about Extreme Rules, because I have not been the hugest fan of what's been going on with Joe, and this match was like, okay, right in the ship. Yeah, yep. he, uh, him getting the win was was really good too, and Finn is is still looking great. Finn know. looks fantastic. Yeah. Finn, and Finn, and that's a, I think yeah, that finish in terms of Finn coming into a match looking like a fucking rock star, getting pinned, and still looking like a fucking rock star, you know, um, yeah. is is well, he didn't take the pin. He didn't take the pin. Wyatt took the pin. He delivered the I finish. I thought Wyatt did the. Oh, Wyatt. So Joe pinned. Oh, that's right. Coup de gras to Wyatt, Wyatt, and then Joe comes in, rolls him off. Yeah, if there's got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. if there's someone that has to be the loser, like it's Bray Wyatt. And that's you know, honestly, when you look at the five of those guys, he's the only one that's not looking like a real contender. (sighs) You know. Yep. Yes. Let's go over to SmackDown, where they also had a one-on-one main event, and the hometown curse continued. AJ Styles loses to Dolph Ziggler. (laughs) I don't mind the hometown curse. I don't because. Every wrestler's from somewhere. They're, they can right. be in somebody's hometown every fucking week. Like Naomi getting the win in Orlando, that was great because it doesn't happen all the time. Yeah. We're not expecting it. So it sets up when, when you really need a, a hometown win, then you can milk that moment. I'm so against the hometown thing. So against it. Why? Because I think that there is a value to sending your paying customers in the arena home happy. And I think that like... 
the way they're currently programming things is to like rob them of that moment to cheer for their hometown guy. I think that's kind of an important part of the product is to be able to do that. And I think that like, I don't know, some of the things they do, and I don't know if these are an intentional fuck you to the fan base, but sometimes it feels that way. And I feel like in some moments right. when it doesn't really even matter that much, send your fans home happy. You know, I feel like that's a good thing to right. do. Right. I do think it's one of those tradition things that goes back to like before television, right? And like right. before all of these other things where it's like that made perhaps more sense because back then it was like, well, we have him lose in the hometown and then people don't necessarily like it's a way to get people off the trail that it's like not real. Right. I think these are back in the days when kayfabe was alive and well. And so it's a way to be like, well, if it was fake, they wouldn't have him lose here. They wouldn't have him lose here. And it's like, well, kayfabe is dead. But I, I don't necessarily, I don't know. I don't, I don't see the benefit of it versus going the other way. There is really a lot of embarrassing people in front of their family. Yes. Now there is. Yes. A lot of that. Like I don't feel like Ziggler necessarily gets the heat from that. I feel like the Bookers get the heat. from Maybe that. it's just a payback yeah. because Ziggler lost so bad and cried like in front of his dad and stuff and his family that one time maybe this is like well everyone gets it so this time he gets to make someone sad in front of their family it, it gets paid you, you pay forward. it forward yeah you pay forward those horrible terrible feelings but it sounds like a bad decision it just keeps happening then rather than <laughs> yeah. it being for any sort of purpose welcome to wwe isn't that scary? <laughs> well, let's talk about another major announcement. And let me, before I say what the announcement was, quick note, if you just had a segment where your five uh, female contenders have just torn each other apart and you want to announce a match to for the first ever women's Money in the Bank match, maybe don't do your shuck and jive in the fucking ring. <laughs> just come down and do it from the goddamn ramp because right, like the show's not about and let you. It, yeah. Like, they're going to pop because you're out there, sneakers. It's fine. <laughs> you do not have to get in the middle of the ring. Like, yeah, we don't have to do a crep check. Like, just get to. And I love Shane McMahon. I'm, I'm a fan of his. I like him as a personality. He seems like a good dude by all accounts. The, the, the way that they filmed that moment baffled me hmm. because of that because it sucked a little bit of the drama out. Yeah. And it just felt like. Like it might as well have been Teddy Long saying, "Player, we're gonna have a six-man tag." Holla! 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 You gonna face the Undertaker? Like you didn't? You? I completely, one hundred percent agree with you. Like, we don't need to take the twenty fucking minutes for old man McMahon to shuffle down to the ring and then be like, "Oh, hey, guess what? Like, I, well, I'm here." It's like it's your, it's your company. Do you need more time? Yeah. Like, let a moment, and SmackDown is usually so good about letting those moments, like, happen and building on that drama that maybe it sticks out more to us because they're usually so good about not doing those kind of things. Because if it was on Raw, we would have been like, well, yeah, of course you fucking yeah. halt the drama of what just happened. <laughs> Bring it all to a screeching halt. Yeah. Can I reshoot that moment for a second? Oh, please yeah. do. So the brawl continues and continues and continues. Here comes the money hits. They're still fighting. He comes out on the stage to make his announcement. They're still fighting. He has to yell to get them to stop. Yes. And say, you guys won't stop right now. You can't settle. You can't settle who's the number one contender. You're going to be in a money in the bank match, and we're going to figure out once and for all. You guys can tear each other apart then, and only one of you will walk away or whatever the fuck they say. First of all, give Hal the book. Give him the book. <laughs> Second of all. Give that man the pencil. I don't even remember 
that it went as bad as it did because in my head it played just like you said but that was just me making things better in my in my imagination everything leading up to it was good they had, each had a vignette which was nice mm-hmm. like you you're sold on the personalities the brawl was pretty good mm-hmm. and then he comes out and all of a sudden you're like Chuck E. Cheese or something <laughs> and it and it doesn't it didn't fit the the moment that it was. He's making history. That's like a Mick Foley moment. You have Mick Foley book that match yeah. in front of people. You don't have Shane McMahon do it because he's the guy who comes out and shuffles and punches the air. Punch, punch, punch. Cheer for him. I'm punch, so punch, strong. Punch, punch, punch. punch. Shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. He moves his feet like Sonic the Hedgehog. He's incredibly fast. Gotta I get don't fast. know how he does it. <laughs> Gotta get fast. Do you realize how many rings he collected on the way? <laughs> To make that announcement. <laughs> he went through a loop. It was amazing. Bring. Legs going in a circle. And TJ Perkins' music was playing the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> they have five women in the money in the bank match, which is a good number. That leaves them with zero women to face Naomi. So she has no match at the event. Do you think that's a good move? Should they have brought somebody in? To challenge her, it's like somebody from NXT or bring a legend back for a one night deal. Well, the thing is, we don't know that they're not going to bring someone in for NXT. Sure. They're not, but we don't know. <laughs> we don't know that. But we, we don't, don't know, know that, that they aren't. They're not. Th- but but they're we not. don't know. Of course. Um, Anything's possible, but they won't. <laughs> but it's not happening no. 100%. I'm okay with it because the Money in the Bank match is so special. I think that what happens is is that if you do put a Naomi match on there, then you're you're making a title match that's less important because you've got this historic other thing happening. That's a great point. Um, and I I think even though it happens all the time, don't do the thing where you make the title not feel as important as other things. And so yeah, just don't have a title match right. and ha- let them have this historic match on there because if you're gonna have the thing where and then you just have Naomi. Oof, not on commentary, but just have her. Uh, <laughs> I love y'all. You know I'm right. I think but the, just have the crowd her is glowing around. nuts right now. <laughs> They're ready to glow. Oh, this match is lit. <laughs> if I was in there, I'd have snatched a bald right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to glow nuts. All right. So, so that was the women's segment or segments on SmackDown. Now let's shift over to Raw, where Alexa Bliss... Gave Bailey the this is your life treatment. Do we have to? Oh, yeah. We're going to hear a clip. No. I don't think we should. Let's go to it right now. Can we not? Just kidding. Yay! Yay! You're not going to have to relive that. You won't have to relive it. Thank you so much. Oh, boy. The crowd Thank you, Hal, Julian, and God. (laughs) It was a a really rough. First of all, not Alexa Bliss's fault at all. She was doing her. She was doing the best she could. Yeah. Yeah. She maybe should have said no. Tried, <laughs> you know what, though? Back. But if you're Alexa I know, Bliss, no, I know, you I just know. got I know. on. Do you want Absolutely. five minutes of television where you're featured? I mean, yes. if it goes like that, maybe you don't. Yeah, but she's but, not stone but also, cold wasn't it like, She can't say no right now. You. Wasn't it like 15, 20? Wasn't it like 30 hours of television? It felt like it. It's still happening now. They haven't finished yet. It's I a marathon. That's why I haven't watched the best of the Super Juniors, you guys. It's just five minutes longer than 2001 A Space Odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> but Ooh. it feels twice as long. I think Raw had a really huge through line problem that uh, there's a lot of evidence of it in this particular segment. I think there was a lot of real terrible acting on Raw. A lot of people called upon to do uh, dramatic acting things that clearly haven't had any training doing so. Here's the thing they are not wrestlers. 
you can hire an actor. It, which is what makes it all the more baffling. I was trying to figure out, like, were these real people and Alexa was paying them to lie? Or is it true that Bailey's a weird girl with a weird dad? Yeah, mm. that's interesting. Was Because, it... like, if that shit's true, that's fucking weird. Yeah. And why are you setting up your awesome, innocent, baby-faced champion sh- or ex-champion to have, like, a weird relationship with her dad? Yeah. Like some Electra Complex shit. That's that's not... Mm, no, thank you. <sighs> what did they think... They, they were they had they had the rock and McFoley in their eyes. Yeah. Okay, and they just thought like, it would write itself. That and it worked did because not. it was too like it was a dude who was trying to be friends and a dude who was like stopped and that was the central conflict. It doesn't work when it's someone who's like, I hate you, so I'm gonna bring cause all it looked like to me as a girl with a legal background is that she brought in a bunch of eyewitnesses to why Bailey is whack as fuck. Mm. That's all it was. It right. was just a parade of testimonials to why your fabe is problematic. Damn. And I don't think that we needed. <laughs> like, why would you do that? Unless you make it super obvious. And if it was, I missed it. But unless you make it super obvious that, like, Alexa has found these people from Bailey's life that hated her and she paid them to lie or something to make Bailey look bad. But there wasn't any of that. So it just looked like it was a bunch of folks who were like, oh, yeah. Bailey fucking sucks. And when you bring in three people who all keep saying like pretty similar stuff, you're like, wow. Maybe Bailey does suck. Bailey might fucking suck. To be fair, let's all remember this is the buildup to a kendo stick on a fucking pole match. I didn't want to remember. Yeah. Now we all remember. Hashtag never forget that that's what it's about. You guys like Corey Graves acting? Because I thought it was bad too. I yes. thought his acting was real bad. Yes. I want to know what's on the phone. I do. I, I want to know, too. Know but also his dramatic GTV. look at the phone and get up and walk away, I thought GTV. was really funny. Angle's acting is atrocious now. I don't know what the hell even happened with him. He was like that on TNA, and he was like that on W. He's always I, been I thought Kurt he, Angle. I feel like he was, he was looser before. Now you see everything seems like real tight. and like. Well, you also have to remember, like, his neck is gone. That's it true. Does, he doesn't it doesn't make neck. you look like it literally you are tighter because you can't. He doesn't have a freedom of motion and That's movement. True. That's true. And he's true. no longer eating, like, 20 painkillers, so he looks like he still has freedom of Got it. Oh, he had so many injuries and all the cancer. Not because Brock Lesnar dropped him on his head? Not because Brock Lesnar dropped him on his head and then later he had a bunch of cancer. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's shift back over to SmackDown and look at some of the smaller things that happened this week. Is this small? Including a setup of the Usos versus New Day. Let's hear a clip. Did you three chumps get lost skipping up and down the yellow brick road or something? Mm. Yeah, they did. Over here, just skipping like everything's all gravy. Just skipping. Look at that. Uh... Uh, actually, it's it's more it's more of a skip skip clap skip clap. There you go. Oh, hey, you think it's a me. game, Cole. Hey, 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 oh, hey, 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 check it out. Check this out, though. We got the tag division on lock. Yes, sir. Welcome to the Uso Penitentiary. <laughs> we know what goes on in a penitentiary. We know. And as far as those SmackDown Live tag team titles, we like some, <laughs> and we want some. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to see them back. And you know, I'm so, isn't it nice that we live in a world where the Usos weren't like, huh, you're skipping in your gay. 
Wasn't that kind of nice? Yeah. That they went from, they were like, y'all acting like everything is happy-go-lucky, but you don't get that you're about to get beat down, instead of being like, unicorns are gay, or whatever. Hmm. Wasn't that nice? True. Yeah. I just feel like the Usos are still figuring out their act, kind of. And so I'm a little concerned with the New Day's fully developed act just kind of like mowing over them in segments like this. Yeah. You know? But, you know, what can you do? Because the penitentiary line was like, I don't, I get it. Doesn't mean I have to like it. They look way more matched up than than every other tag team. Every other tag team seemed outclassed by by New Day. Seems like New Day is able to fluster them and appear more important. The Usos, there's something gritty about them that's a good counter. That like is true. Counteract, and all they've done is fucking hurt people. They haven't gone comedy. They've got like you can laugh all you want. I'm a break. We're gonna break your knee. No, and that's super true. And not only that, like they know how to play good straight guys for mm-hmm. when someone is doing comedy. Yeah. If you, you and you know what, if this turns out to be where the Usos are like, hey, you know, you guys can do comedy in your matches and know that we will support it and sell it and make it a thing and make it look good without devolving into comedy ourselves. That could be really cool because that was one of the first things that like made that that got the new day over was those moments when they were funny realizing that they could cheat to win. And obviously like it was also their knowledge of black culture and the way that they infused internet culture and nerd humor before it became all about butts. I love butts, but it became very butt centric. Yeah, so, Bootios was a was a thing that happened too long. It was too long. Yeah. Bootios should have been like a month and yeah. then they move on to the next thing. And honestly, like if it wasn't for all of the money, it yeah. would have. Bootios made those men millionaires. <laughs> it had well, to that's have. great. Uh, it had to have. Let's talk about some more tag teams. Do you like Brizongo getting the win a week after being pulled out of contention for the WWE titles? They beat the Colognes. Well, it's the Colognes. Were they supposed to lose? You don't know. <laughs> Fucking AJ lost. Shit, anybody can lose. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, anybody can. Were you happy with the win? Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, I, I think the fear is that you get this actor starts taking off, getting some traction. They lose to the Usos, and, and the fear is that they're off of TV mm. for a while, and, and they don't get to capitalize on the steam. So right. the, the best thing to do is put them over somebody. I, I yep. think that's great. That's fantastic. That's exactly what they needed to do. Right. Well, I hope their day one gets really H. Uh, <laughs> what do you think about the revival coming back and apparently being the ones behind the beatdowns of Enzo? Someone had to. So are we are we thinking that that's actually? I mean, because it, it seems like they're playing that hand pretty obviously. You don't think there's a swerve coming? I feel like there's got to be a swerve. coming. I feel like Could there be. might be a swerve coming. I think that like maybe they beat him up the first time, and then maybe Cass was also with them. See, time. that's what I'm feeling. I'm feeling heel turny. I'm feeling something like that. Oh, yeah. like, I'm okay with it because Enzo and Cass is so stale to me. You know what I was thinking about looking at that angle unfolding on Monday was how much more interesting would it have been. If somebody was beating up Cass every week, mm. oh, and then yeah. Enzo was just walking around all paranoid, or like, or or he has to find, you know, yeah, or he, he has, has to like, up. yeah, you know and what then, I mean. And then you swerve where he's like, I'm, you know, I'm tired of everyone being like, you know, Cass gets the hot dad. Cass is the reason why we went. I'm a wrestler too, and blah mm. blah blah. And he can talk in a way they could sell it. That would be really interesting. Yeah. You're super right. Oh, that would be. That would have been. Fun. Unless like maybe that. maybe Enzo's just hurting himself to do the same thing. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know anything. <laughs> can happen you guys it's an anything can happen kind of week it's a really great uh it was a really great promo by revival though even though one of them is their jaw wired shut they really are a team out of time mm. like, they would have been great in the 80s great in the 90s they're great now though like they're a breath of fresh air they really are yeah can i, can I make another uh booking suggestion it didn't happen yeah. please 
would it also have not have been awesome if they had used this as a vehicle to introduce Dash and Dawson in the first place or some other tag team? You know, I yeah. do kind of miss and like I like I mean, I get that you have the whole thing where you're like the revival is coming or the blah, blah, blah. Or you just have them kind of come out and talk shit. But how much fun would it be if, yeah, they would have had this long period where things were happening and we didn't still know still have them on NXT. Right. And then all of a sudden it's them and that's how they get introduced. That's a really, you know, it's just little story things yeah. like that. I miss stuff like that. Yeah, know? I don't mind the yeah. thing where it's like, oh, no, why is someone's music playing? But it is kind of like, well, who told the truck? Right. If it was a fucking surprise, <laughs> who told the fucking truck? Who texted them beforehand? Who sent over the fucking digital files? Like, who, who was like, hey, I know that we've been down in NXT, but you go need to go over to my Dropbox real quick because I got something for you. I came here with two Fist, a desire to win, and a thumb drive. Let's go. <laughs> Every week, there's tons of wrestling to talk about, so let's keep the conversation going. Connect with us at facebook.com slash group slash tights fights, or hit us up on Twitter. We're, t- we're at tights fights there. Up next, Raw and SmackDown have hit some historically low ratings in recent weeks, but how much should that matter to us as fans? We'll take a look up next on Tights and Fights. What's Ben Affleck and or Drake up to? What show should I be watching right now? Should The Rock run for president? How about Oprah? What's a great French film about lady cannibals? Who's stronger, Luke Cage or Iron Fist? For answers to these questions and so much more, come on over to Pop Rocket, a pop culture roundtable discussion that always has a fun, diverse panel talking about the stuff we love. Catch us every Wednesday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you decide to get your podcast. I'm not going to judge. Tyson Bites Podcast. Tyson Bites. Welcome back to Tyson Fights. I'm Hal Loveland. I'm joined in the booth by... Danielle Radford. And... Michael Eagle. Every so often there's something from wrestling that we decide to give extra attention. This is our main event. Raw and SmackDown's ratings aren't what they used to be. That's been true for a while, but now it's especially pronounced. WWE has been in a rating slump since the end of WrestleMania, and we wanted to take a look at what these numbers could mean for the company and what it could mean for fans. So I don't watch either show live. I, I don't do that anymore. I haven't <laughs> in a very long time. It's really hard. Time is precious, and once you have it saved up, you can watch it much quicker. Yep. But I, I feel like out of a sense of duty, I need to watch everything or at least have scanned it or have it on while something else is happening, like to have awareness of it. Either of you find yourself feeling outside of 205 Live, which I rarely watch, do you find that you're skipping one or the other, that it feels like, okay, like I, I can just sort of let it go right now? I look at it like homework. And it's not homework in the sense that I don't want to do it, right? but that I have made like a commitment to myself to watch these things every mm. week. Right. And so, but a lot of it is done like how you just said, like I'll have my laptop on and raw, like I'll be on my laptop doing something raw is on in the background. I'm kind of like half watching and listening for something that sounded important. Right. And, and Oh, that sounded like something. So I'll rewind and watch that. I like to see finishes. I like to hear people's reactions to people's music hitting mm. stuff like that. Like right. just kind of gauging, in general, what they're doing with each one of the characters and where the storylines are heading and what hit and what didn't. But I don't feel the need to intensely watch each minute of every match. Like, And, and if it's a match that I've, it's particularly 
there's no point to it. I'll watch it on the first fast forward level of TiVo. Right. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just where it's moving a little faster. Just kind of get through the but spots. Even they're still talking like, hey, <laughs> at Extreme Rules, <laughs> I'm going to hit you in the face with a, with, a, with a rule or whatever. With a rule? <laughs> I think some people would say that there's a lack of urgency to watch, right? And it feels like that's something that they did extremely well. I know, I'm know. i just going back to the Attitude Era again. I'm not going to apologize for it. They did that really well. They would not only have interesting matches, but they would be setting up the next week. Right. So do you think that that's something that's completely missing right now, Danielle? Um, I do, because for me, like, I watch it usually Wednesdays are my deep conditioning hair days. Hello. Um, <laughs> in, in for for uh, uh, my sisters out there, on my wash and condition day, that's when I watch all of my wrestling as I'm, like, detangling all this and, like, putting in my deep conditioner and mm-hmm. then going and doing my twists and all that other stuff because my hands are busy doing things, but it's mm-hmm. still on and, like, I can kind of engage it then. Yeah. These days, if something important is going to happen, it usually winds up getting leaked to the media so that we know that it's going to happen. Yeah. Like when Shane came back, people knew to watch it because all of the fucking bloggers were like, we're not going to tell you why, but watch Raw tonight. You have to watch Raw tonight. And that's clearly because someone in their social media team or someone was like, hey, we're going to give you the scoop that makes you seem like you're super in the know and it's really important, but we want to make sure we get eyes on the product for this thing. And it's like, well, if you were setting up storylines in such a way where it felt less like an episode of Cops where it's just like, oh, we're just in Montana and maybe someone will be naked and jump off of a laundry machine. (laughs) And more like an episode of Scandal where it's like, oh, shit, what's going to happen next week? There isn't a lot of, oh, shit, what's going to happen next week? Because for one thing, we already know wrestling will probably happen. Um, But it's also they get this idea that like, well, they're not paying attention, so we have to restate things and redo things and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know what? If you gave us a reason to pay attention and come back and back and back and back and back, you wouldn't feel like you would have to retread the same matches and do the same stuff over and over again to get us at least all caught up to a pay-per-view. If everything was compelling, bruh, if someone was like, no, you have to watch Raw right now. This is an amazing Raw. If I was busy, obviously, I wouldn't do it right away. But I'd be like, oh, shit, I've been told that that's a, you know, if you made it compelling, we would watch it. And for me, it's just... Some of these matchups get so they they repeat the same thing over and over and over again. And I know that a lot of their audience is kids, so they feel like they have to really spell a lot of stuff out um, for the kids. But I was also a kid and I was able to follow television like you don't have to hold my hand through it. Kids will get it and they'll understand. The thing that's that's motivating this conversation is the drop in ratings. So they well, keep getting lower and lower. But we're in an era now where the model is not the same that it was. So you can't look at the, the numbers that were drawn 17 years ago, 16 years ago and say, well, compared to then, now it sucks. There weren't eight billion channels back then. And not Digital, everyone had the internet back yes, then. Yes, the internet, the internet. Well, now it's a streaming model. Pay-per-view buys are not as important as subscribers to the network. Mm-hmm. So is the obsession over these numbers, is it overblown? I don't Do, think we so. We don't know what we're looking at. You, you don't think so? No. Why? Because, okay, so let's say they had at the height five, six million people watching every week. Regardless of how many channels there are and the fact that it's a, a subscriber model now, what do they have, two million subscribers? Around, even, even, around that. That's a three million 
person drop in your audience. And I think that it correlates with the quality of the product. I really think it does. I don't I don't think those people just disappeared or just got disinterested. I think that the product's worse now. And 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 I whenever I'm watching wrestling with people who aren't wrestling fans, they have the same complaints, you know, about stuff that's happening. Like the stuff it's not really making a whole lot of sense these days. And and like Daniel was saying, they're not giving us reasons to watch. And from what I'm hearing in all of my podcasts listening, a huge problem is the fact that more than ever, Vince is tearing up a script every week, like right before Raw. That that may be happening, but financially, let's take a look. So the advertising money is still there. They're still mm-hmm. s- selling a ton of advertising mm-hmm. space. If you have 1.6 million subscribers, you're looking at around $20 million dollars in revenue that did not exist before. In a sense, they're trying to redefine their business, not get it away from television. It used to be television was used to sell live events, right? Mm-hmm. In the 80s. In you the had 80s. your television, so you'd highlight people, and then you'd tell people when they were coming to your town, like, coming to the Nassau Coliseum, to the Philadelphia Spectrum. So the house, the house show business was more yes, important. Yes, house right? show business was more important. Then television became more important as a way to sell pay-per-views because they had 12 pay-per-views a year. And the pay-per-views was money. They were printing money oh, doing exactly. pay-per-views at one point. Oh, yeah. Now, the pay-per-view business is not what it was. Now it's for on anyone. demand for anyone. for anyone. So now they have this network model where they take their entire uh, this entire library or even portions of it right now they have available and they make it. You can have it for ten dollars a month. And if they get one point, if they hit two million people that are doing that, it's twenty million a month. So they're making two hundred and forty million dollars a year. That's that's what I was. I was like one one eighty right now. They've got to be close to $180 million a year in revenue from the network that they did not have before. And the advertising from television is still there. But the advertising from television isn't what it was it was, though, either. They weren't get they're not they don't have the same deal with USA when they had a five million person audience versus them having a one and a half or two million. I think it was audience. more than it's true. They don't have those lugs commercials playing every mm-hmm. five minutes or one eight hundred collect. But there's still money. The fact that they have like Sponsored artists that, they, that come in and do, like this is the song. It's available on Spotify. Everything's being done. Everything is um, Everything Rocket is League right now. Yeah, like they've brand. They've turned their show into NASCAR. They've, there's so many revenue streams that we're probably not even aware of. Right, but they're... but how how could there not be less advertising money if there's less people watching though? Like because they're not going to pay the same rates they were paying. No, if, unless people are watching. But from a business perspective, but that but isn't that part of the business perspective? It is, but if you're losing money in revenue, if you're losing ad revenue, right? If your if your ad revenue goes down by five million dollars, but you increase other revenues by ten million dollars, it's an acceptable loss. Because the idea that that network television is the only place, to, really, they use network television. It seems like to me to get people onto the onto. Their network. They're trying to get them, turn them into subscribers. That's oh, the drive. For sure. The in, the the instant that they are able to just do a full subscriber model, they will. But you're absolutely right. Like, Raw and SmackDown are to get people to subscribe to the network. Yeah. It would be really interesting to know if we could possibly get a hold of how much money they were making from pay-per-views. Because those were, you know, 50, 60 bucks a pop. And now, like... You know, the subscriber basically and they're still producing those events, but now they've brought the value down to basically ten dollars a month. Right. And you wonder because, yes, pay-per-view parties would be 
parties. So one person is paying that 60 bucks and you have 20 people watching. Now you go to a people still have wrestling parties and you have that person paying $10, but most of the people there are also paying $10 right. to watch the network at their leisure. Right. And you're not choosing like, I like the Royal Rumble, but I'm not into No Way Out this year, so I'm not going to watch that. Or Backlash, I don't like the card. You don't get to choose where your money goes. It all goes in. And and all of this information, in in the general sense, should be available because it's a publicly Public traded, traded company. Yeah. So we should be able to get a hold of that. You're a publicly traded company. I am a publicly traded company. You know what my stock symbol is? Mm. T-H-O-T. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that howl over there. That howl. That how over there. Hey, you out there with the ears. Got an opinion on this? Let's keep the conversation going. You can find us in our Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash tights fights, or find us on Twitter at tights fights. Let us know what you think and get our ratings up. For goodness sakes, we cannot be canceled by USA. That would be terrible. (laughs) When we come back, we've got three things from the world of wrestling just for you. That's coming up on Tights and Fights. Mugs, shirts, stickers, patches, tanks, and more are yours for the purchasing at MaxFunStore.com. Hey, you already love the podcasts, so why not take this to the next level and outfit your home and bod with our merch? MaxFunStore.com. Because if you have to wear a shirt, it should be one of ours. Tights and Fights Podcast. Tights and Fights. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin, joined as always by... Danielle Rafford. And Michael Eagle. Every week we pick three things from the world of wrestling that we think deserve a little extra attention. This is The Three Count. <laughs> Ding, ding, ding. Danielle, what do you want to put over? All right, so I am putting over, uh, not a super surprise, I'm putting over right now the Bella Twins. What? I know, just their whole <laughs> YouTube channel. It's very cute right now. Brie Bella just gave birth to Birdie B, um, <laughs> which I know Birdie B is also yeah. the name of their business. So Birdie B is either she named her kid after her business or... That kid is kayfabe now, and they just don't, and they just don't want us to know that kid's real name, and that is completely valid. What if the kid's real name is kayfabe? Whoa! Um, Mind blow. I might name my kid kayfabe. I might do that. I think you should. I think I should. Um, if I ever have a child. So, um, in this particular um, uh, upload, because they upload like I think like every day, and they take turns on who's going to upload and who isn't. Brie Bella talks about how she's like on a journey to like get her body back and blah 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 and like and that's fine like it's I I don't that's fine if you want to do your journey to get your body back I think it's dope either way and I think her body is beautiful either way I thought she was beautiful all swollen and pregnant with big ass lips as happens in pregnancy um, but if that if she wants to to do the thing to get her body back I think that's amazing but she let a, a little thing slip that I didn't see covered really in too many places because I think I'm one of the only people who um, talks about wrestling for a living that watches the Bella Twins YouTube channel and so on this video she says this um, yeah and then now I'm just gonna kind of take you guys on the journey of myself getting back in shape getting my abs back and um, Hopefully getting back in shape to get back in that ring someday soon. Maybe not very soon, but um, definitely soon. So, yeah, it was just kind of, 
interesting that we're all under the assumption that Brie Bella had retired and she was like, no, I think uh, <laughs> I think I'm about to unretire as soon as I get rid of this birdie Brie. Birdie Brie. Birdie B weight. Ah. So yeah, that's what I'm putting over. I'm putting over um, this super secret little thing that she dropped in that I didn't see anyone cover but me. So bam, I did it. Easter egg mode. Journalism. <laughs> Journalism. Which is just watching Bella Brains and then seeing that this <laughs> clip was linked and then watching it because I was hoping to see a picture of the baby's face. And instead she was like, I'm getting back in the ring. And I was like, whoa. See? Follow the money. <laughs> Mike? Uh, I am putting over... This week's Table for Three on a WWE network that features Jim Cornette, Michael Hayes, and Eric Bischoff having a conversation in some invented restaurant somewhere in the corner. Um, I am a huge, huge, huge Jim Cornette fan, just as a mind in the business, as a manager, as a performer, just everything that he represents in wrestling I'm all about even though I can disagree with him over his opinion of newer wrestling acts or his opinion of hip hop music which he has a very very strong stance against um, uh, 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 hate rap <laughs> basically rap uh, is, is crap. crap but in all other things I, I just I respect and admire him a bunch and I'm really happy that he's back in and having a good standing relationship with the WWE because I think he's a big missing part of all of the stuff they're trying to do with the hit, presenting the history of wrestling on the network. So I was excited that he was a part of the uh, Hall of Fame ceremony and excited to see that he was part of this table of three. And it was very interesting because he has he's had a public dislike of Eric Bischoff mm. uh, because of some of their differing philosophies in the past. But yes, it was Bischoff and Michael Hayes and Jim Cornette on this episode of Table for Three. And here's a clip from it. But we've always been on the opposite sides of things. And I've been trained to think that you are the devil. I don't know if Eric remembers the only time that we've actually spoken up until now. I absolutely do not. <laughs> Super Brawl 1993, Asheville, North Carolina. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Super Brawl Queen. I was we, there. I had made a deal with <laughs> Cowboy Bill Watts to work together with WCW and Smoky Mountain Wrestling. We brought the Rock and Roll Express and the Heavenly Bodies down to do a shoot angle on TBS television where I had cleared with Bill Watts all these horrible things I was gonna say about the previous administration, thus making people believe that we were really doing something that was against the grain, so to speak. And it was edited when it was aired on television. And I had still had a few little birds in WCW and I asked why were all those shoot comments edited out? And they fingered you and another person. So instantly you were paid. Fingered. No, I wasn't. It's not a great uh, presentation in terms of there being like super entertaining stories told. But just having these kind of three personalities and them talking about what their histories have been, what they have thought of each other, Mm. why there was beef. And kind of at the end, it's really kind of nice smoothing out of all of it. It was all very exciting for me because I've been watching wrestling for a long ass time. I like watching stuff get squashed. Yeah, yeah. man. It's nice. Doot, doot, doot. Doot, doot, doot. I'm putting over Dolph Ziggler on fucking Smack. What? Uh, where he was interviewed. What? Uh, last, uh, last interview of the evening, uh, where I think he did a pretty decent job of selling why he is a contender to win the money in the bank briefcase. Let's listen. And something else goes along with that. Uh, like I said, I, f- I was feeding off the fans chanting for AJ tonight, which I love that. Whether they're for you or against you, you hear that vocal crowd, and it was fun to stick it to them tonight. But also, Hmm. if you listen to that crowd on that cash-in, I was the same old jerk I was then, busting my butt every night and losing all the time. But you cash in at the right time. You become champ. You become the man, and it becomes the house that I actually built. It's a huge car.
look, I'm interested to see it. I like Money in the Bank a lot. I, f- I just fucking remembered it's not Sunday. I gotta wait like three more weeks. Whatever. Fine. It'll be great. I'm looking forward to watching it. That does it for this week on Tights and Fights. We are a podcast of the Maximum Fun Network. Our hosts are Danielle Radford and Mike Eagle, along with me, Hal Lublin. Our producer, the man behind the glass with style and class, is Julian Burrell. Hello. Senior producer at Max Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the man behind our theme music as well, so we're putting him over for that. Thank you. Thank you very much. Hey, <laughs> if you like the show, give us those five stars on iTunes. Go there now and rate and review while we're fresh in your mind. And thank you also to all of the Max Fund members who've chosen to send some of that donation our way. We appreciate it. You keep the lights on around here for this show, at least. Join us next week where we'll talk about even more, you guessed it, wrestling. Yay! Yay! MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.